Alright man, welcome to Pro Triple Seven Livestream. I didn't make the image because I have my dog down at the beach, but I think we're actually on episode 22, something like that. Anyhow, welcome Jason. Indeed we are on episode 22 and good afternoon. It's a beautiful day here and I understand a beautiful day there as well. Hot and sticky and it rained last night, which is a good thing. We've got very little rain, but when it rains here under these conditions, the, uh, the plants, flowers, wildlife, just everything explodes. Well, we, we always have hot and sticky because, well, it's freaking Louisiana, man. Well, here's one for you. So I took Blix two days ago down to the beach and washed up at mean high tide was an inflated dead puffer fish. I have never seen a puffer fish since I was five years old. You know, I've seen everything that's here, never a puffer. I've saw them in Japan and other places, Hawaii, um, but there was actually a puffer fish um, washed up on the beach. Couldn't believe it. I, I don't know if I've ever seen one of those. I've seen starfish, jellyfish. Don't think I ever got to the puffers. Um, I pushed it up above the the mean high water mark because it was almost dry. So maybe I'll hang it up somewhere. It's a little bit morbid, but anyhow. So, so um, before we get ahead. into the topic at hand, uh, we've decided that it sounds like a good time to do another Q&A show. Uh, it's always nice to do these because we get to kind of get a feel of where everybody's at and what they're thinking about and what they give a crap about and all that good stuff. So we are going to do another Q&A episode sometime in the next couple recordings. But there's a couple things we just want to lay down with it. First of all, it is crow777submissions at gmail.com. That is the email address to send in your questions. Crow777submissions at gmail.com. Rose can put that in the uh, chat room for the assistance of the others. But Rose actually runs all that. So here's the three rules we would like to lay down. Rose will select the best questions to fit the episode length because sometimes uh, it doesn't always work the best. Two, keep your questions succinct because Rose will edit it down so that Crow and myself only see the final compilation because there are few people. Now, to be fair, most people are just they're cool about it. They, they just ask the questions. But there have been a few folks who have written us War and Peace, and it's just insane to get through it and try and figure out what the actual freaking question is. So please, just ask your question. If you need a little context, no worries. And the third thing, please put the question in the form of a question so we know what, what's being <laughs> asked. That's also yeah. happened a few times. And this is not everybody, of course. This is just like the few things just like, what the hell is going on? What, what is this person trying to say? So anyway, the, the, there it is. Yeah, the, the main point is the amount of correspondence we get is a lot every day. And when we do this, sometimes it's overwhelming. Um, so just be cool. Make sure it's a question that we can recognize. Don't write us war and peace because we just don't have time to deal. Um, Rose will organize what can make it on the air if we get way too much. And then in the past, if, if there's a lot of good stuff that doesn't make it in one, sometimes we push it into other episodes. Um, and what was the other thing? The, the, Nobody knows. The three points. Rose will probably, yeah, Rose will probably write it in the thing. But um, she is, yeah, yeah. She can put the submit. Oh, there it is. I see. Um, so there, there's all that. So probably um, we'll do submissions of questions for like a week or something. Um, we'll probably talk about it in the next episode, uh, and then we'll do the cutoff, and then we'll schedule it pretty quickly after that. Right. And uh, so, yeah, exactly, Wayne. This is Jeopardy. Well done. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing before. <laughs> Your answer must be in the form of a question. But 
we usually get bombarded. And what's always funny is it always takes a little while to get going. And we're like, oh, okay, we don't really have em- uh, enough. And then all of a sudden, kaplowy, we get an inbox full of, just full of them. Absolutely. So there you go. Hopefully that'll be a cool episode we do sometime in the next couple. And uh, so, so let's talk a minute about the state of the so-called union, which is actually much bigger than the, the United States. It's, it's everywhere. Um, what I'm noticing is a lot of people have, have kind of been fed up. I walked down, I had to do this meeting thing within our neighborhood the other day, and I was the only one who showed up without a mask. And then eventually another person did and another person. Um, and this is mostly an older demographic. Uh, I went down to the beach with Blix just now, trying to socialize them. The beach was jam-packed. There wasn't a mask to be seen anywhere. Um, so things are beginning to change, and you can tell by the pitch of the news uh, that they're trying to make an issue of this. But Jason and I were made aware. Um, how bad do you think you have it here? There are places that have it much, much worse. And I was aware of this, getting correspondence from Spain and Italy um, to remind people in Spain, damn drones were coming down out of the sky to threaten you to get back in your house or you'd be fined and arrested. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Something out of 1984. Um, Italy was having similar things, although we do have reason to believe there was a lot of pushback from the populace in Italy that wasn't covered. But you want to jump in with <laughs> what we were shown? Yeah, I'm looking for the uh, for the email because I didn't pull it up ahead of time. So um, tell everybody about Blix for a moment while I find this. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the point. So we Jason's digging up an email we got from a follower in Panama. Um, and as you go through this email, there, there was an incident that he was covering, which I guess I won't name. And there were pictures of the incident, which had to do with his industry. Um, so as it went on, he began to describe what was going on there and my jaw dropped. I mean, it was well, well beyond 1984. Um, are you planning on actually referencing the email on the air, Jason? Yeah, I actually spoke to the person again and he, um, he said it was cool. So, okay, got it. I have been enjoying listening to the shows. I am probably the only listener you have in Panama. I work as a Panama Canal pilot, and on the 24th, we had a major event. A 100-year-old bridge was taken out by a ship. There was an equipment failure. The rudder struck at 20 right and needed to be 20 degrees port. He wasn't the pilot. The situation here in Panama is dire. We are the most restricted country in the whole world. We are locked down hard. The World Health Organization seems to be running the show here. We can only go out two to three times a week for two hours based on your ID number. Uh, And he tells me what his number is and how that works. So men and women have to go out on different days. Women go out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Restaurants are only open for takeout or delivery. No church services are allowed at all. Hint, hint, hint. Go ahead. Failure to comply can lead to prison or heavy fines up to, get this, $100,000. And that's not Canadian pesos, folks. That's some serious stuff. Masks are required. Temperature checks are everywhere. A major grocery store has facial recognition screens with temperature checks. Crazy Orwellian nightmare. The airport is closed. No travel is allowed at all except special humanitarian flights to the United States. Everyone is leaving. There's a flight about once a week. Otherwise, nothing. Yachts are not allowed to leave the country. 
Also, no private, non-commercial boats can go out fishing. It is not allowed. Total dictatorship. I'll skip this last part since uh, that's a personal part. But anyway, right. that is some serious shit. That, that's a first-hand account. But let's let's think about what we know about Panama. And let's go ahead and go to the cause. Let, let's call the cause what the cause is. The cause is media, news, and information, and music. That's the cause that has removed culture and put the mindset in place for all this to go down. Recently, there was a Tom Cruise movie. I think it's Tom Cruise, where he's like taken on by the CIA, and part of it is he's flying into Panama to move drugs, and Noriega is in the scene. Well, here's something. When I was in the Marine Corps, uh, there were people who had not been in that long uh, that I was actually in platoons and battalions with um, that actually were in Panama when things happened. Uh, the stories were unbelievable to the point where you realize what happened in Panama. It's a theater of war like anything else, but there were stories about, you know, when you're in training in the Marine Corps, they'll train you like on a 50 caliber machine gun, but you'll be told the rules. And yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but there's rules. You can't take a 50 caliber machine gun. And by the way, you can look online the size of the bullets. The bullets are huge. Um, but you can't shoot those at people. That's against the Geneva's Conventions. You can't shoot it at light vehicles. There's rules on a heavy machine gun, what you can shoot it at. Um, and I knew people who were right there, uh, directed to guard bridges, who were told not to follow those rules, using 50 calibers on VWs and things like that. Um, and that's the story of Panama. You may remember back in the news that Supposedly Noriega was locked up in his compound, so what they did is they blasted ACDC and Metallica at him. That was the first time you ever heard these kinds of things, but that was all going in Panama. So I'm just setting the stage because what happened back then is what allows for now. Um, and people should think about these things because you've got to imagine if rights keep getting snatched at the, at the level they are, that that's the kind of thing they'd like to see everywhere, right? I mean, that's, that's the way I interpret it, Jason. Yeah, of course. Now, <laughs> on, on the uh, opposite end of the spectrum, there are some countries where pretty much nothing's been going on, despite this is supposedly being a worldwide issue. Uh, Sweden's one of them. I think Switzerland's Wait. another. Well, I had to. I I should make my. I kept saying Switzerland because I had it in my mind. It was where the Seed Corporation was because we were doing research um, based on what the Australian gentleman told us. But from what I understand, I still haven't double checked this. Um, the idea in Sweden was that they weren't going to wear masks. They were going to do what they were calling herd immunity. As far as I know, Sweden's still a country and still on the map. So nothing catastrophic happened, and apparently in Switzerland, uh, the rules were very lax compared to everywhere else. Yep, Sweden. I'm, I'm just finding a list here. Sweden is one of them. Let's see who else. <clears throat> South Korea. Turkmenistan. Wow, that's, that's surprising. South Korea. It says South Korea was one of the worst hit nations during the early stages of blah, 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 but has remained to be one of the few that's managed to keep the situation under control without a lockdown. The country followed the strategy of aggressive testing, contact tracing, and isolation. Shh. Um, BS. Please. Turkmenistan. Let's see. Let's run down the list here. Tajikistan. I'm guessing these are all small Eastern European countries. And that's it, apparently. 
yeah, it's 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 a bit much. So we basically shut down the world economy. Here here's something I, I just heard. Um, God, where did I hear it? Someone was reporting. I don't even remember where the source was at this point. That um, the stats from Yelp show that 41% of small businesses in the United States have closed their doors permanently as a result of the measures that have been taken here. 41% of businesses on Yelp. And you've got to imagine in the age we're in that there are very few businesses that wouldn't be represented in some way, shape, or form. Even if the business itself did not represent itself on Yelp, almost certainly other people who use it will. 41%. And that's just one measure. And so basically what you're looking at um, is, do you remember before Walmart when there used to be in Ma and Pa places to fix your shoes, to get hardware where there were quality things and people cared about you? And then Walmart showed up and <laughs> Home Depot and places like this and we started getting Chinese crap and nobody really cared about the customer anymore. Um, this is what's going on. All these small businesses um, are being wiped out. And by the way, I saw another stat recently that said before all this happened, if a person lost a decent job, it was typical for it to take six months to a year for that person to replace the job at that level. So under these conditions, you can imagine it would be all the more difficult. But my point is, is now there's millions of people who have lost their jobs. So what period of time? Will, and so what I'm saying is the deck was stacked here. So this almost screams that we have to go to some form of national socialism or something be on the government dole. Here's your living expenses. Almost makes you wonder why taxes were ever needed if you can write a check to every human being in our country. It's it's beyond, logic has fled the scene, um, particularly when you have examples like Sweden um, that didn't do a lot of what the rest of the world apparently did do, which is resulting in basically at least half of small businesses being decimated and Lord knows how many individuals put out of work well, I'll share a little bit of what I was talking to my buddy Eric DeLion, who lives in the New Orleans area. He was uh, sending me articles that the apparently the Republican side of the um, House and Senate are threatening the governor again because they're trying to, well, they're suggesting that they might do lockdowns again. They're like, uh-uh-uh. Unfortunately, it might be too little too late, but let's be real about this stuff. A lot of politicians are crooked as hell. I mean, I think that's a pretty accepted thing, right? All of them that took part in this, they're on the dole. They were directed. So but These people don't have the authority to make dictates to the people in the United States, at least, just to make the point. So let's be honest. The only people who really wipe their golden rectums with deeds to global banks are people like the super, super elites. We, we know that. When you're talking about local politicians, like people in Louisiana, let's say, that, especially the ones around the New Orleans area, they probably get a good bit of kickback from something like the French Quarter, which is just a haven for tourism. I mean, just tons of little restaurants and bars and shops and things like that that have basically been decimated now for several months. So I would think that these people would start being, being concerned that they're not getting their – let alone – doing their job and taking care of the public and taking care of their state, you'd think that they'd be getting to a point like, wait a second, I'm not going to get all my stuff paid for that I normally, for my lifestyle. I'd, I'd be thinking if I was one of these people, I, I don't know why these, it's almost like we don't know what's coming. Because if you were a governor and you were doing illegal things like giving mandates and dictates to people where you have no authority, 
A governor is no different than the president. Back in the day when the president said all you American people can't have gold, that was an illegal order. He doesn't have the authority to do that. He can talk to his cabinet. He can talk to the other people in his corporation. A governor is no different. He can tell his secretary or his right hand or, you know, the people within that corporate structure what to do. But he has no authority to dictate to the people. And so what's happened here is that's what's gone on. So if you were a governor, wouldn't you be worried that someone was going to take legal action up to the federal level courts and get some remedy? Um, because that's what I'm wondering. Do they know something we don't? Are the federal courts not going to function as they once did? After all, I think everyone's seen what I saw. I got a piece of mail from the White House, no seal. From Washington, no DC, signed by the supposed president. It's the most bizarre thing ever. It's like, what? what is this? And then it's from Metabank. Metabank is, is who they're claiming is, it's just all bizarro world. But my point is, is if there is some normalcy at some point and the federal courts do what they ever did and actually do their job, some people are going to be in trouble here because there is no defending what's gone on. And for people who know how to stand up for their rights under common law and other things, these people would be in a tight, tight situation. They violated their mandate. So why did they do it? Uh, because they were forced to, because they know something we don't, and those federal courts are never coming back? I don't know the answer. I'm just saying, if I was a governor, I would be concerned that I did things legally so that I wasn't personally liable. Matthew Ross says, in New Zealand, we were locked down for 33 days, and we have 22 COVID deaths. <laughs> there, there you go, man, <laughs> by, by the numbers. Well, maybe I can add to that. Just so everyone knows, we just left the cycle of one through nine, the cycle we are headed into, the new age, the new era, which will hit us at the end of December this year after the low point of the sun will be a new cycle represented by 11 through 22, 22 representing mastery or the master builder number if you're wondering why New Zealand threw all those numbers at us. Oh, um, here's the other thing. <laughs> this is just so ridiculous. Well, what happens when something the size, and, and, and what will we call it? Uh, well, just, just the business level of something like the French Quarter. How many of those little places aren't going to recover now? Like, what happens Who's going to be held responsible? Like all these people who have been down there, some of them for decades, maybe some even longer. What's what's going to happen? That's, like, like are you yeah, are they that, trying to incite riots? I mean, you're going to have a lot of really pissed off Cajuns. Well, yes, I, I think that's part of the possibility is that order gets lost, which would be the worst thing that could happen. But my point would be, is if that doesn't happen, this is the perfect setup for some form of socialism, right? We're, we can't operate. We've been broken. We can't possibly recoup. So then the government swoops in like Superman and says, here, man, how much money do you need? And suddenly you're, you're on the government dole, which, I mean, what does all that money represent that everyone's been given so far? I didn't take it. Um, but a lot of people didn't have the choice. Um, and believe me, I thought about it. I thought, well, this is, and then, you know, th this is the point. That's like a social contract, isn't it? So what happens if you're a business that's operating under a business license and you're a corporation beholden to corporate laws and rules and the government starts giving you money so your corporation doesn't go. Isn't that what we used to call national socialism or something like that? Uh, yeah, you know, I remember some other folks did that and uh, we won't say any names, but yeah, that, that sounds familiar and it didn't end very well. 
that all the rules are out the window. The the era we're we're into a new era now, and I don't think most people can guess what the new era is going to be. And by the way, um, the human race is not going away. You can read some of the oldest texts in the world about how many root races there were and all these evolutions and cycles of time. Human beings don't have the ability to end the world or basically races of human beings. I'm sure the population could be diminished greatly, but this will all go on. And as most of us understand, you know, when a human ends, they don't end. There's more to come. You go through a door called death. And I think these are important things because people lose hope and they act like we're powerless. No, we're not, man. At the low point of the sun, a new cycle will start and every human mind has the ability to contribute to what the new cycle will be. So you should already be thinking of a declaration that you'll make or to announce to the world, this is what I would like to see happen. Um, Think of this. And here's an example using the number 13. Most people hear the number 13, they think it's unlucky. Well, why do they think that? I'll tell you why they think that, because of clever marketing. It's mostly around the Knights Templar on Friday the 13th. And then this was propagated by even people who build buildings. There's no 13th floor on an elevator, because clearly that's an unlucky number. They don't tell you. It starts with the Knights Templar, but you can see where this goes. Actually, the number 13 represents the sun. So how is that unlucky? Do you see what's going on here? Further defaming things that we should be paying attention to. But here's my main point. When you get a few hundred million minds to buy into 13 being an unlucky number, then in fact, to some degree it is. Because the minds help create this place. Do you see? Are you following the logic that I'm laying down? So as we wrap up this cycle and we get ready for the new era, whatever it is, which I'm stating flat out i don't really think it's arguable that after the 21st of december we will be in a new era um every human mind can help shape that so the question becomes will fear shape it will the evening news and the fear that it's put into you be what you offer up um, because you've been cut off at the knees if that's what you offer up or will you be more of an adult and say well i'd like to see all these beneficial things happen you see where i'm going here these things matter and that is the key to why media and information sources are so fear-porny and untrue because they're hijacking the minds that could be contributing, if you follow. Oh, if anybody's in a major tourist area, by the way, I would love to uh, see it in the chat room here just to see what your situations are like because uh, it's, it's, man, it's got to be affecting tons of people. Wayne says 13 also represents the phoenix. Oh, by the way, a little bit of good news for anybody who's been tuning into my Wednesday streams. I think I've fixed the bandwidth issue. I, I picked up one of those Ethernet over power thingies, and I hooked that up yesterday, and my connection has been super strong since then. The bandwidth has been really high this entire stream so far, so hopefully those issues are behind us now. Yeah, I didn't even, I remember you had troubles when you first got there. Um, but yeah, if you're in the chat room listening um, and you, let's let's talk about positive things for the remainder of the show here. If you've seen positive improvements in your area, post them in the chat room so we can cover them. And that's actual real news. We could call it news because it's a real human being with a real observation and no agenda. Just basically reporting what they saw. Um, that's the way the world used to be at some point, I would imagine. Um, but it's kind of ironic when we have a tiny little show like this and our chat room is the only thing that really represents real reporting of any kind. 
Yeah, because we're getting people from all over, not just the United States, all over the the world. Uh, Crowbear says, we're in a major Caribbean tourist spot. We reopened to tourists at the start of July. Cool, but how how is um, how's it going? Are people actually yeah, coming? Yeah, how's, how's the masks and stuff like that? Because really, if you think about it, there's your social contract. Um, there's your overarching. Let's just call it a spell for what it is. Um, and the, the social contract is you're opting in. There was no authority to force anyone to do it, and what did it was fear, um, and basically a threatening tone. So I think that's a really good measure. Uh, like when I walked down to the beach today and no one had one on. And not only that, Blix is the type of dog that has to be socialized because he's very nervous around people he hasn't seen. So I asked each each group, can I walk up to you with my dog so we can get used and know people are okay? Um, and every single group said, yeah, bring them over. They wanted to touch them. And, you know, so I was socially, that's a big step forward. And that's even from a few days ago when I had to go to the meeting where I think everyone felt pressured to do the distancing thing. Um, and I was the odd man out there, at least at the beginning. Uh, and formerly hip says that Vancouver is a big tourist city, also a cruise ship port. No cruise ships, no tourists stay in play. Isn't Vancouver where they film a whole lot of stuff? They use Vancouver as, as a stand-in for other cities. Like, I, I seem to remember that was yeah. where the X-Files was filmed and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, you know what you just made me realize, Jason? So this means that no real films have been in production. Well, I guess that's not true that now in the computer age, maybe films are being made in computers. But you would imagine production at the old level in the old way. In other words, like in six months from now, what new movies will be coming out? I can tell you from my buddy who works in the film industry, he does special effects and things like that here in New Orleans. He said that uh, there's not a lot of filming going on. So, some stuff is getting shuffled around. But they're put. one thing he did tell me about this that I thought was very interesting is new measures are being put in. I forget which one of the Ding Dong Cops shows are shot in uh, New Orleans. But he, one of his buddies works on it a lot. And they're implementing all these new dipshit measures with ma- everyone's got to wear masks and all, that, and they're they're all freaking out about it because it's it's too hot when you're doing that kind of work when you're doing sets sick. and effects. So, yeah, you're gonna start having serious serious issues. So he said that the uh, the way they get the scripts, they barely have enough time to get everything done and ready and and, and to actually do the do the real production part of it. And he said now with all these new measures, they're literally cutting them down to the wire to the point that he's he's like I, I don't even know how they're gonna pull this off kind of thing. So people should know that the American Disabilities Act provides for a reason why you don't have to do all this if you want a legal thing to stand on. And there's a card that's available. And by the way, informally hip, that looks exactly like Blix, just a very little Blix, a very small Blix. (laughs) Let's see. We got a couple more people saying things to us. Uh, Informally hip said lots of masks here. That's still Vancouver. But with a huge Asian population, that's common. But it's worse now. Uh, Najib Bakat says we are open again in Morocco, but about 35% of people are not wearing masks, but it's packed outside. Cheers to Morocco. I have heard that if you go out into the, what we call plazas in the West, I think you know what I mean, uh, that you see very few cell phones and that there's a lot more human to human interaction in Morocco. Is that true? I would ask. Uh, yeah. Informally hip said that Hollywood, it's Hollywood North, huge production. city. that's what I thought. I, uh, lots of things are filmed there just because it's a lot cheaper, and I'm pretty sure they just use it as a stand-in for other cities, if I'm not mistaken. Sue Finelli says, I've been talking to people about the masks. I've had some people take them off. I know David does that, our friend David Weiss. He's he's really big on that kind of thing. Uh, Billy I've Ray Valentine. 
What's I've up? done it twice with workers, but go ahead. Billy Ray Valentine, what's up, my friend? New York is opening up. I had a lot of fun yesterday. Most in the city are wearing masks. Many reasons for this. Yeah, well, well New, New, New York, York was the one that New really York's, got kicked in the balls. Well, New York City in all of this, Billy Ray is always going to represent the epicenter. And so no matter what, appearances or realities will have to be stark. New York City represents a hell of a lot in all this. As a matter of fact, Billy Ray, I made some huge leaps forward about the sky clock reading the 11th labor of Hercules, which is specifically encoded in the 9-11 that went down. Uh, it's the, the labor of Hercules where he has to go hint, hint, hint after the golden apples, if you're following my logic there. <laughs> um, but New York City is always going to be under a lot of pressure. It's not just hard to live there, so close to so many people, but the example will always be made, whether it's real, implied, or otherwise, um, I would point out. Oh, by the way, apparently, and I'd completely forgotten about this, and I'm betting you did too, but Rose reminded me that in our episode on the uh, the Hurricane Harvey, we were mm-hmm. talking about something. Rose, why don't you come over here and, and actually say what it is we said because you were, you were giving this back to me the other day. Um, like two days ago, you mentioned this. Ladles and Jelly Spoons, the Crow Historian. Here she comes. What's that? I was introducing the Crow Historian. The Crow Historian. But this is really important. Yeah, let her get over here and I'll let her. But apparently we were talking about situations on what are what's going to happen, what's the next level of kicking things up. Now, this would have been two years ago, I'm guessing, because we were still in our old, old place before we moved to the house that we just moved out of. So mm. go ahead and go ahead and fill it in. What, what were we saying? You were still at Guitar Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was around episode 76 when you were covering Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma, and you are talking about weather modification, and that you just wouldn't be surprised if in order to uh, create something that is across all races, genders, countries, if they just went ahead and did a biological weapon. Now, obviously, we know that all of this is a hoax and that this isn't even a weapon at all, but the idea was there, some kind of biological situation. Right. Apparently, I'd logicked out that the concept of a biological could catch could be a catch-all for the entire world. So if they want to be a true New World Order kind of nonsense, well, that's a thing that, they, that, that doesn't uh, discriminate, let's say, right? Well, to be fair, we had been looking at all the other SARS, West Nile, all that going on, that timeline that was occurring every two years. We were aware of that at the time. Mm -hmm. I remember talking about it for the simple reason that um, the press pool, see all the images come from a press pool. I forget the right name of it, but it's the same press pool that provides all the images. Um, All the images for Ebola were coated with this unnatural electric green. And that's why I remember all this. To this day, you can do searches um, to see the kind of Pavlonian electric green encoding and all the images. And that's the mind weapon, isn't it, being employed. So we knew that that somehow they were going to tee up off all that. Yeah, it was just cool that we we called it all the way back then, that that this kind of idea is what they were going to do. So how amusing. I'm happy that that we thought that out ahead of time. Uh, Najib says, yes, you are correct, Crow. We have a lot more person-to-person interaction here. We are very social people, but this whole charade has broken that a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, but cheers to Morocco 
um, because I was impressed on more than one occasion. I saw, is it the Casbah? Maybe I'm using that wrong. We call it a plaza here. Basically the town center. And what I noticed is, oh my God, there's no cell phones in view. These people are talking to each other. There was not a, maybe hundreds of people and I didn't see a single face glued to a screen. And I said, there's a place that still has some modicum of humanity. Do you know about seven, eight years ago, I remember being in a Starbucks. This just totally popped in my head out of the blue. And there was this really beautiful redhead girl sitting next to me. And everybody else's head was buried in a phone. And I looked over and said her and said almost exactly that. I was like, you know, isn't it crazy that we're in a coffee shop surrounded by people who are literally an arm's length away and they're all buried in devices. So I said, hi, (laughs) I'm going to talk to a human being for a moment. And she laughed and said, yep, you're right. That's actually one of the better pickup strategies I've heard in a while, (laughs) because instantly you obviously have something in common, right? Well, she was very beautiful, so I I didn't hold back saying hello. Uh, Jay's genre is watching, says South Carolina is publicly going backwards, as in faux mandates that the admitted were unenforceable, except under county-by-county ordinance. Hmm. That's that's not even correct, but whatever. Um, this this is the really the the worrisome part, and I'm not really that worried. We're going to be in a new era. Change is hard. That's where we are. We're leaving an old cycle. We're going into a new cycle. We're leaving an old age. We're going into a new age, and you could view this as the most exciting time that we could possibly be aware of in history. You're living it now. So if you focus on all the negative, which, I mean, Jason and I are kind of guilty. I was talking with Jason about that today. Um, I've got to make some corrections about things I've said about the Zodiac for the simple reason that I was fixated on the underhanded things that I knew were involved instead of realizing the overarching truth that this is available to all of us. but anyhow, Jason, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> uh, it's a Brave New World says, since the lockdown, my garden has been doing better than ever. Also, way more bugs and animals I see in my area. Also, I see less, almost no chemtrails. So here's one for you. I don't know. if Did I say the, the flower story on there? I don't think I did, Jason. Um, about a year or two ago, um, one of the houses across the street, really old house from the 1800s, got bought and refurbished and they moved in and I was telling them when I was young that field next to your house which has been mowed and changed and lawned and all this stuff used to have all this milkweed and it was a pit stop for the monarchs and I was telling them the story about how amazing it was because the monarchs come from way far away they come there they lay their eggs they die the worms eat grow up become butterflies and they take the journey to the next leg up to Canada or back down to Texas or whatever leg where they're going north or south. And I didn't think much of it. I knew they heard. But about two months ago, we noticed there was this whole three quarters of an acre of beautiful northeastern wildflowers. It looked like a Renoir painting, literally. Everyone's pulling over on the street to see how beautiful this field is. So finally, I'm taking Blicks over there to walk them in the field because I asked if I could. And they said, yeah. And she informed me, do you know, this is partially because of what you told us. So that one story I told them that I remember from a child that that was a monarch pit stop, and now they've devoted three-quarters of an acre back to wild native flowers that will be chopped down once a year, reseed, and it's now dedicated to to nature. So I just thought I'd, I'd throw that in. It goes to show you, sometimes the things you don't think ever meant much end up having a big effect. You know... Uh I'd really like to take a moment to talk about the whole uh, sonic slider tuning fork thing and, and the 
things we've already tried out with Eileen McCusick's way of doing things, which is quite impressive to me already. I, I saw a lot of people um, who were very impressed with it. Here's what I noticed. As soon as I got it, I put the thing they call the boot, so that little shower head looking thing that goes on the tail or the foot of the tuning fork. Um, I hit it and I put it on my hairline in between my ears, in, in between my eyes up on my hairline. And instantly I could hear like my heartbeat, but it sounded squishy like and so I did it again, and I heard it a little less. The third time I did it, it stopped, and ever since then, I haven't been able to hear my heartbeat. That's the one thing I noticed. Well, I've been doing it to uh, – I have a lot of back issues. I've been using it for that, uh, just trying to do it to relax. It definitely helps me there. But not every single time, but a lot of times with Rose's uh, stomach issues that she gets, I've noticed it's it will reduce them. It takes a little bit sometimes if she's having an episode – but if we work at it, uh, it usually lessens. It usually takes it down, and that that's something that we just couldn't do before. That uh, that that she had to just wait it out. So it's definitely having an effect, and maybe if it, a lot of it comes down to in, intention and how much you put into it, that kind of thing. So I don't know. We're gonna keep working on it, and what? I'm gonna try and learn more about it from Eileen. She offered to uh, t- to do a couple minutes on on uh, a Skype call with me. So. Well, here's another thing. You know, we had like an engineer in the in the comments talking about the frequency, um, and I won't cover that here. But imagine how many possible freaky frequencies with tuning forks exist. And so we're basically talking about what we found with one tuning fork with one frequency, right? Um, so you know, we're kind of like all these people we're having on with law and with sound. Um, they're trailblazers. We're basically all babes in the wood figuring out this thing that we assume used to be well-known at some period before. The information was temporarily lost. So what I'm pointing out is can you imagine maybe five years from now touching base with some of these people to see how far they've gotten and what they've learned and what they've rediscovered? It's an exciting time if you set aside the evening news and all that negative fear porn nonsense. So... Let's see. How do we want to talk about that? I I want I want to take what she's doing and, and expand it further. She's got so many phenomenal ideas. And uh, it, by the way, if anybody's trying that and having success, I'd love to hear about it too. But I want to see what more can be done with this. It almost seems like it's it's a is it fair to say a lost science or a, a lost art? Yeah, hidden for sure. There are people who have remembered cymatics. I'm sure. As a matter of fact, I'm convinced that if there are those among us that are living way much more than we are, that cymatics is at play. Um, So there's that. But for the rest of us, and I've said this so many times, how in the hell I can't go to Amazon and order a book with a complete cymatics map on both round and square plates of every frequency and its correlating number value in hertz? Why is that not available? And that tells you all you need to know. Because when you see cymatics, for those who don't know, what you're watching is magic. You're watching form be created simply from vibration, frequency. You're watching how form is created, and that's why it's hidden. And not only that, for those familiar with the original great work before it became secret society nonsense, when masters used to actually be working for the benefit to become higher human beings and to help others, um, one of the things that had to be done in the pursuit of the Philosopher's Stone was to make that medicine that cured everything. Um, and by the way, cymatics plays into the great work. 
Oh, so absolutely. I mean, it's encoded in uh, cathedrals and things like that. So that that's the it kind is. of stuff we definitely want to do more of. As a matter of fact, I have every intention once we get our house modifications done and, and I can get my garage cleaned out, I'm going to turn part of it into, uh, what would you call it, like a laboratory of sorts where I can hook up the analog generator I got, uh, get some plates, do all that kind of stuff, just have a corner where I can, I can do the, that work. And, of course, I've got so much audio and video equipment i can start filming it all so we'll, we'll see what we come up with in the next couple of months i think there's a whole field here that can be completely explored that's pretty much been buried i guess you would say right i mean late 1800s early 1900s people were all into this kind of thing and it, it's not just about nikola tesla there, there are tons of people who are into this sort of thing uh, until the Rockefellers came in and screwed it all up <laughs> yeah, you know, I would be very interested in doing another film on cymatics. Um, time will be our, our problem right now. Um, maybe at some point, you know, pulling three shows the way we do. For me, it keeps me full time, but I've got so much going that I haven't really announced yet. Um, but a cymatics movie would be a hell of a thing. Just to, even if it did nothing more than get some things on the record. But I noticed that in all the cymatics things, you're lucky if you get told what frequency is making the pattern. There's so much more you could correlate out with what we know now. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the, the uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Kolodny, Chalodny, however you pronounce it. You're just trying to get the stuff from that book is, uh, how much was that thing going for? Was it like, was it hundreds I, or thousands of dollars? No, thousands. I saw a Kolodny book go for 3000 and it was a partial. And by the way, uh, many of the images were not paired with the frequency that made them. So <laughs> has anybody done this work and put it out there? I mean, was he the only I one? Know. And how long ago no. was that? Remember when you were here and I had that hard back, the German dude who's supposed to, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. He's supposed to be the leader. And so I, mean, I read that freaking dry book cover to cover big old honking $200 hardback and it tells you nothing that matters um, and that's when I realized there's this guy's the authority um, he's there to hide he's there to hide how important this is right that's okay I, there's a new era coming and I guarantee you human beings will come through this even if we got to go through 50 years of misery or whatever it is human beings will come through this and all these things we used to think are impossible are about to be possible. That's where we're headed. Well, I know our friend Benjamin Balderson's really into this stuff, so I'm gonna once I finally have the the time and the space to hook all that stuff up, maybe he can help me out. But he's trying to, to do something very similar with cymatics. Yeah, I know a few people, um, but uh, e even just simply doing um, round plates and square plates and just filming each form and labeling it and at the end of the movie presenting a catalog to at least get it started here's 200 frequencies what they look like and what frequency created them the medium that was used the plate that was used all the things that are important um, and, and think about this what if someone went out to all the cathedrals and other places where those cymatic patterns were hidden in the architecture and then they sat down with a tone generator and figured out what frequency was encoded into that cathedral now you're starting to, to know some things aren't you someone took time to, to cut that into stone some alchemist took time to cut that into stone chances are it matters you know we might have another episode that we've never really even really talked to ben about the uh the cymatics thing we, we should hit him up we should should hit up everybody about cymatics and just since we did the tuning for episode i've gotten a number of emails from people 
that are involved in it or know other things about it or have more ideas about biofield. So we have yet to vet through all that. So anything to do with cymatic sound, frequency, waves, ether, I will always be all about it. And I will vet and try to present the things I think are interesting. Maybe we should take a moment then, since we're getting close to the end here, to talk about the episode we just released with our friend James True, who is definitely always on the money. That episode got a lot of traffic um, for obvious reasons. Um, it's You don't meet a lot of people who have the kind of arcane knowledge of a thing. And we set out to talk about the temple, um, which was interesting because I did everything I could to not say or write the word temple so that it would get to as many people as I could reach without being censored. And it didn't get censored. And we had an adult conversation. And one of the main things about that is I see so many people see the idea of Solomon's Temple and they say, that's the enemy. That's not the enemy. It's encoding an idea that is open to everybody. It's unfortunate that bad people seem to have been driving narratives about this. But my point is, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Um, these are critical times. We're going into a new era. And if you can be convinced to be a bigot or this thing you don't understand is automatically evil, you may be missing the boat. I'm just saying. You know, I don't, I don't know what to make of what, what they're doing, what the grand scheme here is. But we're, we're definitely seeing a new era of the whole space fraud side of things. Because look at what SpaceX is doing now. They've got yep. people they're sending up that are supposed NASA astronauts. I was looking at, at the pictures they released with the uh, spacesuits and everything they're wearing, and I don't even see how those things could be airtight or, um, what do you call it, pressurized. Like the, I remember we were doing this on a Jaren stream one day where we were picking it apart, and it's like, this this thing is just ridiculous. Now, that the, the cabin looks nice with the touchscreens and all that kind of stuff, but, man, it's it's just like they're, they're putting everybody back to sleep with all this uh, beer bug nonsense, and now they can hit us over the head with, we're going to go to the moon! All over again. What did I say about the 60s? Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is. we're playing a reciprocal version of what happened in the 60s. As I said recently, BLM is MLK backwards. B is the same numerical value as, as K, if you want it to be, um, which it is being used in this way. Um, you know, Jason commented, it's exactly what's going on. And as we also commented, we just got hosed this time because there's no good music. There's no good soundtrack <laughs> to go with the nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that is what's going on. And you got to wonder how much longer people's fantasies will drive their reality. I want space to be what they're telling me it is before they stop and actually have a true concern. Really, what is this place? Really, what is possible here? Really, where are we? Really, what is a map of this place? Really, what is the description of this place? Because that's an adult mind, isn't it? Not just, hey, all you idiots over there, here's a cup with a pill in it. Go ahead and swallow that. Because that's the equivalent. You know, the adults in the room, we go, wait a minute, what is this pill? What are you handing me? Why should I swallow it? That's an adult. But, you know, how much longer are we going to go down this road? I don't think we're going too much longer. I think as soon as we get into the new era, we're going to see some pretty astounding things. You know, maybe we could even take a moment to think about this. We, we had the 50s. Well, we had the 40s, which was, of course, the World War II, the huge shakeup and all that. So maybe that's our equivalent with, uh, with, with September, September 11th. And then the 50s was like the sleepy time. Everybody went back to sleep. Uh, so we had the, 
I don't know if everybody would be said to be asleep during the teens, the 2000 teens, but eh, it's definitely not not what I would say is going on right now. But here we are. We're into the equivalent of a modern 1960s shakeup. What did we have? We had a president that a lot of people looked at that was going to change everything and do all this crazy stuff and all that. Uh, the one thing I'll definitely say for Kennedy was that he did print money outside of the Federal Reserve, so good on him for that. But hold, hold on, I got to break the consciousness stream. Uh, Rose, I never got any request to be on. Did Rose send me a request to go on her show that I didn't respond to, Jason? I what? I didn't see it. I'm seeing people like acting like I'm ignoring Rose. Hey, Rose, how about if I show up on your show? I tried to get you on, and he ignored me when I tried to get you on his show. And now people are saying he should come on my show, which is. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was directed at me, not not responding to things. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I <laughs> I didn't have any idea what you're talking about. Uh, Sam Tripoli, I I don't I never really listened to his show, but. Um, Russian Vids was just on with him. It was good. Well, good. No, Russian Vids normally kills it. Well, that guy will <laughs> he'll he'll grab you and shake you up if you're if you're only like got half an eye open. So <laughs> yeah, look at that. Re- l- look at Scott. Received three forks. Bought another. My dogs have overcome with eye condition. He says his crow feet are gone in three days. Um, I see a lot of reports via email of similar things. Pain gone. Wrinkles gone. Um, bumps and things. Oh, with um, the, so with, you're talking about with the with the bar the with tuning the, uh, forks. The tuning forks, yeah. The tuning forks, I assume, is what I'm looking at here. I, it's it's almost amazing. You know, there's another part of this too because your belief, like if if you're so into the fact that this is natural and this has all this potential, you're also getting the placebo effect, right? Your body is probably backing up that it wants to heal to this method. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, the big thing I want to I want to learn more about is. She's saying things that you can release past trauma and things like that that you're holding in. It's the kind of thing that there really isn't much else to to deal with in that that regard. And I really want to know more about that because everybody, I don't care who you are, you've got stuff you're holding on to, whether you realize it or not, that are probably messing you up in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, I still remember the first time I saw cymatics demonstrated with frequency in a plate. And I thought, man, that's so cool. And then I saw it again. I think I saw it with color sand. I thought that. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me. Oh, my God. I just witnessed form being created. I just saw the secrets of the universe made visible. It hit me like a ton of... I never forgot it. But I saw it a number of times before that dawned on me because I was too busy saying, oh, look, that's cool. Oh, look, now it looks like that. Um, It took me a while to catch on. But once I did... Um, I knew it was important. No, it's absolutely important. It's it's huge. I I think the entire universe, no matter what it really is shaped like or whatever, I think it's all got to do with frequency. And I think some people have figured it out. I think if there was a Nikola Tesla, he had an idea. Uh, there's the guy that Wayne was mentioning before about John Hutchison. That dude was figuring it out. And yeah, anti-gravity can be done through electromagnetics. You're you're, can- you're canceling things out because I don't think gravity works the way they claim it is. I, I haven't thought that in a very long time. No, I, I mean, go back to Walter Russell. Listen to what I was saying and then compare it to what Russell said, which is a way more in-depth version of a man who claims to have been basically illumined 
for 39 days as he wrote down everything he was learning. Um, there's a commonality to everything, how everything works. And when you go back to Dollard and Dollard saying they don't teach you totally how electricity works, because if you understand that, you understand how it all works. Then go re read Walter Russell, who's basically saying it's all the same. It's all going through the ether. All motion is spiral. Um, this becomes that. And when you start to understand it at that level, you realize the level at which the modern era has covered over the things that matter most. But again, I will say, we're going into a new era. And in the same way, if I would have showed you a video in the 70s of a bulldog using a skateboard on a half pipe <laughs> the way we do now, that would have been the most famous dog in the world bar none um i'm just pointing out get ready because you're about to see human beings do things that would have been impossible in our minds a very short while ago we're going into a new area even though we're under assault we'll be okay we'll get through this most of us some of us probably will not i just sent you a question in skype from someone if you want to check that out for a moment before i put you on the spot No, Crow has not seen the second son okay. recently to A Brave New World. Uh, he hasn't drug a scope out in a while. No, um, I don't think there's... I think what's going to happen is a sky clock marker on the 21st is going to bring us the Grand Conjunction, which is a marker ending an era and beginning another era. And not only that, all everything that goes when the two big players plus Pluto, which was demoted, if you remember. Why was it demoted? So people would quit paying attention because it had so much to do with 9-11. That's why they demoted it. Um, it's the marker in the sky, and I, you know, I can't predict what happens on that day, but I can tell you certainly, we're going into a new era here. If you can look outside your window, it shouldn't be a mystery that the way we used to live just ended. Yeah, I think the the Russell way of of everything is is probably accurate. I, I see people talking about that in the uh, in the chat yeah. room. Hi, it'll David. Change your life. Yeah, it'll change your life. Absolutely, and that's what we want to figure out more about. I think I just think there's so, so much to be learned here. Uh, as a matter of fact, if we can get it and we could do things that are repeatable and demonstrable, and I, I guess you'd say from the scientific method, the the one that Michio Kaku says they don't bother using in theoretical physics, then we can start showing it as a, as another way of healing yourself, of of getting yourself better, and get people away from these damn pharmaceuticals. Well, we had, there were recently doctors who stated outright that no pharmaceutical has cured anything um, in the way that the, we would accept healing to be healed of a thing. And what this comes down to is here. I'll, I'll put an exclamation point on, on what I just said for people who want to think about the older ideas. It used to be commonly claimed that all alchemists or natural science people, people who only did science within what nature will allow, what nature will teach, and what nature will allow, said it was well known for over a millennium that the human body is made up of oxygen, hydrogen, carbon, and 12 cell salts. What would our hospitals be if they adopted or went to verify that that's correct? first of all. Just as and empty as they are now with the beer bug? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, man, really? So you can tell me oxygen, hydrogen, carbon, and the 12 cell salts? Um, you know, we, we I, I've been using the cell salts, saying it's amazing. I know. Um, you got hair problems, it'll help thicken your hair. You got skin problems, they got a bio one where all 12 of them are together. Um, but I had never read, and then I went and looked, and it was a common account. 
that each natural scientist knew what I just said to be true. That's the claim. So if it is true, think about what we're saying. If that's true, then where, what, how does a drug have any place anywhere in anything? This foreign chemical, you know? Here's a good way for us to end the show. Dark Glasses Woody is asking us, how would you mark the intent associated with rejecting the mainstream hoax? Verbal, written, ceremony, etc. Um, I guess I'm not sure exactly what they're asking. The intent on the part of a person who's going to refuse to participate? Is that what we're getting at here, Jason? I, I do believe so. So basically you're looking at a person who's an adult. Who wants to assess, Do I, can I say this thing I'm going to do, I know to be correct? Like, we're going to have on a guy in a law series here Thursday who got a minor infraction. Fine. And he wouldn't pay it because in his heart he knew it was wrong. And so he launched into teaching himself law. So what I would say about the intent of someone doing this is they've assessed it, they don't accept it to be correct, in their heart they know it to be wrong, and they're not interested in doing the wrong thing. That's what I would say. Well, it's, it's going to be a social upheaval. Just again, this, the 60s, it's going to be people standing up and going, no. Do you remember how legitimate people protested the, the Vietnam War when they started figuring out what the hell was really going on there? How much nonsense was going on, that it was just the military-industrial complex profiting filling their own coffers screw that man it's got it's gonna be that kind of thing again human beings hate change because change is usually painful and we fake like there is no change when we're happy but the world is constantly changing it's just unfortunate that right now we are in hyper change or maybe it's fortunate maybe there are people listening to us right now that will wake up a year from now and have some amazing ability they never dreamed they'd possess how about that for an idea in a new age where human consciousness is rising? Um, but right now we're in hyper change and hyper change is painful. And let me, as we close out, give you a different idea about 11. Consider 11 in this way. There's a cycle one through nine. And the reason that's the most basic cycle is because those are the only numbers we have one through nine. There are no other numbers. There's a cipher called zero that goes with it. So nine, in my view, is a completion of that cycle. Ten would represent the perfection and also the rollback to one in that cycle. The next cycle along is 11. So when you leave a cycle and the end of that cycle is perfection, that is why 11 has been viewed by so many as evil. Um, because you're leaving perfection behind to start the new thing, which is represented by 11, which is new beginnings. But almost always considered evil because what you're doing is leaving perfection in your rear view. And then you're going to travel towards 22, which is mastery or the golden ticket out. Um, think of things in this way, maybe, because these are, are the types of ideas that used to be considered by those who learned and worked within the scope of what nature or perfection would teach them. But in closing, I see one more question. Uh, it would be the 12th cell salt or silica. Um, for hair, strengthening of hair. But if you have hair loss, I would recommend uh, apricot oil, Tibetan apricot oil. It's called Sorig, S-O-R-I-G. Uh, it's apparently not as easy to get as it used to be, but Sorig hair oil and uh, basically the cell salt will just make your hair stronger so it's not so bit brittle and breakable. I'm not sure it will regrow, but it does strengthen what you have. I think the apricot oil has a better chance of helping you thicken up but anyhow anything yep. else just 
Nope, the Thesaurus is great stuff. You can get it on eBay, by the way, and that is in conjunction with uh, the Monate stuff that I just told him about. He can email me, and I can explain that to him. There's there's a lot to that. Phenomenal stuff, definitely a bit pricey, but, man, it freaking works. Yeah, I, my, my hair has I been growing, that. like, great. In, in San Diego, there's a place called Tibet House. There's a double PhD in Tibetan medicine there and astrology. He, that man had more hair than all three Beatles put together in their prime. <laughs> And when I talked to him about it, that's when I learned about Sorig. And I had like a, a thin spot, mostly because I sleep on the same side. And when I used it, my hair darkened, thickened, um, and that kind of went away. And I said, holy crap, you're telling me, ap- you know, people spend millions of dollars and hear <laughs> apricot. That's when I started realizing. Yep, just rub you it know, in your scalp or put it on your hair and leave got, it in. <laughs> you got some splaining to do, Lucy. <laughs> Lucy Fur, should I just say her name? <laughs> um, anyhow. Yeah, right. Um, that does bring us to the top. Anything you want to squeeze in, Jason? Well, next episode for us is with a gentleman named Rafi, where we're going to talk about some more lost stuff and some successes that he has had. So tune in for that this Thursday. So basic, so basic. We reiterate the same thing a lot of times in that episode, but so many people have listened to the Law Series that they're starting to boil it down to very basic things you can do to get away from nonsense. Other than that, we're going to do the Q&A episode. Uh, I'm assuming Rose, I know she did, posted the uh, email to use. Just be brief. Make sure your question's a question. And don't get crazy all over it, okay? we got to get through hundreds of these things. So do what you know to be right. Anyways, that brings, I think, what we're calling 22 to a close. And we'll see you all on Thursday. And by the way, there's going to be a big correction episode about the Zodiac from yours truly, Crow. Um, I was correct. The Zodiac was changed, but I was unhelpful in the way I portrayed it. I've had an epiphany, and I'll cut to the chase. The 12 signs we have are the 12 signs to use, and I know why now. But I'll cover that on a .5 episode this Saturday. There it is, man. Cheers. Knowing. Come!